The beginning of the end was always just around the corner for Apple Daily. After all, being a pro-freedom newspaper in nowadays more overtly communist Chinese-controlled Hong Kong placed a highly visible target in the backs of those who worked there. Last week, after a series of government raids crippled the outlet, banks were threatened by the authorities with lengthy jail time. So HSBC and Citibank caved in and helped the government freeze the media outlet's assets. We'll look at the plight of Apple Daily and why Americans need to be concerned in this episode of Analysis Behind the News, where we provide the perspective and the plan to help restore American liberty and independence. Several of Apple Daily's executives spent the newspaper's 26th anniversary in jail. With no seemingly apparent English About Us page, we've had to turn to Wikipedia for a general description, which reads, Apple Daily was founded on the 20th of June, 1995, by garment businessman Jimmy Lai. Lai named Apple Daily after the forbidden fruit, which he said if Adam and Eve did not eat, there would be no evil and news. Wikipedia also mentions the reporting and editorials of Apple Daily have been described as favoring the Hong Kong pan-democracy camp and critical of the Chinese government. As a result of its editorial position, it was subject to advertising boycotts and political pressure. After the controversial Hong Kong national security law was enacted, its headquarters faced a widely condemned police raid on the 10th of August, 2020. That raid involved 200 police officers. Yet, late last week, another raid was conducted with 500 officers, arresting five executives. According to the Epic Times, police have said dozens of Apple Daily articles were suspected of violating the national security law, the first case in which authorities have cited media articles as potentially violating the legislation. The same article reported that two of the executives were denied bail on Saturday after being charged with collusion with a foreign country under the Chinese Communist Party's national security law. So why should we in America care about what's happening in Hong Kong? Well, let me answer with a question. Do you think what has happened to Apple Daily can happen here? The cancel culture of the Communist Chinese Party has long been practiced and perfected. In the 20th century alone, estimates of the number of deaths caused by the Chinese government against its own citizens range from 65 million to 150 million. This is the type of control dictators and big government globalists salivate over. Hong Kong's history of being part of the British Empire helped to set it up for success, growing the area into a financial and trade hub that currently is home to the second highest number of billionaires, according to Wikipedia. In 1997, China's 99-year lease of Hong Kong to the United Kingdom expired, transferring ultimate control over Hong Kong back to China. According to the New American, under what's known as the One Country, Two Systems Plan, Hong Kong was to be largely independent from China, keeping its currency, language, laws, and customs, and would retain autonomy in governance. While this was promised by the Chinese government for 50 years, China has seen fit to ignore it. Never trust a communist. 
This sentiment was echoed by some at the time of the handover. As William Jasper of the New American reported in its March 9, 2020 issue, another writer who refused to join the sugarcoating chorus line was Jonathan Mursky, who wrote in the Times of London of March 2, 1996, It is often said that on July 1, 1997, very little will change in Hong Kong. Handover ceremonies apart, one would hardly notice. This is pure cant. On that day, there will be a political and social earthquake in Hong Kong, which, in other places, would mark a revolution. The first wholly elected legislative council will be dissolved, the Bill of Rights will be neutered, and supreme legal power on matters of state will move to Peking. However, the voices of sanity and reason were overwhelmed by the cheering section of the Council on Foreign Relations and the globalist press, which assured, one and all, that far from bringing danger to Hong Kong, the handover would help bring about the liberalization of the mainland. Of course, for that to have any chance of happening would require Western governments to hold China to account and penalize her for any violations, something none of the globalist-dominated governments would ever do until now. Under the recently enacted Hong Kong Human Rights and Democracy Act signed by President Trump, the U.S. Secretary of State must certify annually that Hong Kong is sufficiently autonomous in order to maintain its special economic status granted under the United States Hong Kong Policy Act of 1992. That law has allowed the United States to deal with Hong Kong separately from the mainland on such matters as immigration, investment, and trade since the handover to Chinese rule in 1997. This law, signed by Trump, was an answer to the security legislation that China had Hong Kong enact and enforce. Yet the irony of this is that, according to the Epic Times, Hong Kong's basic law guarantees a free press. So the ruling Chinese communist will use national security as an excuse to overrule individual rights and freedom of the press. Where else have we heard that our rights are unalienable, only to see them dry up and blow away during some type of crisis? As former JBS CEO Art Thompson wrote in his China book, the pandemic came along at just the right time for the globalists to put a stop to the independence movement, particularly in America, Europe, and Hong Kong, courtesy of the People's Republic of China. Unfortunately, the plight of Apple Daily is being softly delivered to many media outlets here in America that do not toe the mainstream narrative. So-called fact-checkers give media gatekeepers the excuse to employ censorship for those that offer contrary views. As has gone Hong Kong, America can certainly follow, especially when all the major players are in place to trade American liberty for globalist security. Global security, which is obviously an oxymoron, is an entangling alliance that the Founding Fathers warned us against. You'll find many in Congress and the White House currently using climate change and infrastructure to shackle American liberties. As Hong Kong has demonstrated, those battling against this find themselves canceled one way or another. The Bill of Rights needs to be much more than words on paper. Rights must be regularly practiced in order to keep them but they must also be vigorously protected when any type of unconstitutional usurpation occurs. An apathetic 
electorate cedes great ground to a power-hungry government. It's rare when governments recognize and give back the usurpation, but there are constitutional ways that it can be done. If you're not familiar with nullification, or even with the constitutional limitations of our federal government, then dedicate some time to learn. We've made it easy to learn the basics in our Constitution as a Solution DVD set. Members of the John Birch Society regularly hold these workshops all across the country and are very successful in quickly raising the level of awareness in a locality. Get your copy of this today to learn. Then help others learn by going through it with them. We do have study guides that will help you. Physical copies are also available through our store. Plus, you can watch the videos and access the guides for free at jbs.org. Links are in the video description. Only through educated electorates can America stop the socialist advance to communism and protect our God-given rights and the independence of our country. I'm Bill Hunt for the John Birch Society, and until next time, stay informed, stay active, and be bold, patriots.